All right, welcome to another edition of the Salem Noodles Podcast. I told you guys I'd be doing more of these, so uh, please click that subscribe button, follow us. It's on uh, YouTube, on video, or audio, anywhere you get your podcast. So my guests today are two identical twin, basically full-time cruisers that have been cruising since they were little girls and living aboard full-time for the past 20 years. Met them here in the marina in Ponce in Puerto Rico, getting this boat ready to go, and I thought they kind of had an interesting story, so I invited them to come on for the podcast. So please welcome Sylvie and Sally. Hey guys. Hi. Uh, so how are you guys doing? Doing good. I'm Sally. This is Sylvie. I'm All sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. You were probably wondering which is which. Right, right. <laughs> it, uh, it can be pretty hard. Oh, you know what? I screwed up here. Uh, let me do something real quick. Let's go. There we go. Didn't have y'all framed up on the. I didn't have y'all framed up on uh, the split screen. Okay. But um, so, all right. So, <clears throat> tell me a little bit about your background. Um, what y'all? How y'all got into sailing and everything? Well, um, we were born in Costa Rica with uh, our fathers from New York, our mothers from Spain, and ever since we were little, Dad had sailboats. He was into sailboats. He ran the marina in in Costa Rica, the only marina on the Pacific coast at the time. So we have always liked boats. We uh, haven't gone too far on them, but they have always been a part of our lives. Okay, so when, when uh, you guys kind of, we'll kind of get this, get into it first here before we kind of talk more about the sailing and the cruising and, and all that experience. So you guys have, now you have your own YouTube channel and you're kind of like, uh, famous regionally around the world in particular areas like in South America I know and some other places and, and all that because you do some some now explain exactly what it is with your you know what your YouTube channel is and what your other uh, social media uh, d- d- investments are there mm-hmm. well we have a nonprofit <clears throat> in Florida it's called Sponsors of Hope and we produce some 30 second PSAs um, which are motivational videos and they come out as you said in Africa, Latin America in the US and the Caribbean so yes we're on YouTube, Instagram Twitter All right, so and, but mainly on television actually our YouTube channel we've never promoted we've never done anything with so we have very few views Our all our views are mainly on mainstream television all right. Well, we'll put uh, so there'll be links in the description for all your social media, and I, I pop it pop it up on the screen there. But go ahead and say the names of them. What do you have? Sure, sounds good. Sponsors of Hope. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's the name on YouTube. You okay. can find us there. Sponsors of Hope. And for Twitter and Instagram, will be the same. Okay. At the end of each video, you'll find on our YouTube channel, it gives a, a little more info. So for anyone that's curious to know more about us. Okay. Well, you, yeah, you definitely have, so yeah, you definitely do have a unique story there. So you grew up on uh, sailing around with your family. And so uh, basically how many languages do you speak? We speak uh, English, Spanish, French, four. and Portuguese. Four languages. Four languages. Yeah. And uh, so basically where where have you lived most of your time where has that been i mean and in travel like where have you lived on boats like you've been in puerto rico for what a year now where have you been no, before that more oh more <laughs> we've lived most of our lives between the u.s and brazil and uh, some uh sometime in, in europe as well we went to school in france so that's why we speak french um what ages we were you? We arrived in Puerto Rico for the first time seven years ago. Okay. And we discovered Puerto Rico, fell in love with the people here. And uh, 
we so were living we, in Florida at the we, time. So. Yes. So we made a transition from Florida to Puerto Rico. We still have our base in Florida, but we spend a lot of time in Puerto Rico as well. We leave our boat in Puerto Rico. Okay. Always. So speaking of living on the boat, so right now you've got, so you two guys on the boat and then your dad and your sister. Right and, now, she's our stepsister. Stepsister, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, dad stay it's uh, between florida and here as well so what is it like living uh so okay i love my family um but if i had to live full-time with my parents i would go crazy how how's that living with dad full-time on a on a 50-foot beneteau mm -hmm. well we get along pretty well we do have our moments moments <laughs> yes. it can be challenging at times yeah but we have learned to deal with Coexist. it yes. and to to learn about communication right really it's well, something that we never stop learning i think i that's that's something that's really important on a boat i mean communicating because if you don't communicate well because uh, you can't hold grudges on a boat you know that's what I mean? true you can't you need to learn to forgive quickly and move on yeah and if you're happier that way yeah because you can't get away i mean right. you know if you're if, if you say you know if you if you have an apartment somewhere in texas or florida or whatever and you know you can you can get away go to the coffee shop for a while or something like that uh, or go 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 spend a weekend doing something else with a friend or whatever on a boat it's a little more difficult because you're in a not a, or, or you can go to the other side of the house or something you know if you're living somewhere we're in a boat i mean it's it's pretty small it's a very space. small island yeah it is a very small island. so what kind of boat is it uh tell everybody what kind of boat it is it's on. a sailboat beneteau 50 uh, it, we really like a, the layout. Yes. We each have our individual cabins, whereas we, the boat before was the same size but had less cabins. So this one like has cabin? five cabins. This one has five cabins okay. and three heads, well, bathrooms. We didn't share cabin, but not all of us were on the boat oh, okay. at that time. So now this one, since all of us are on it a lot of the time, we're happy it has so many cabins. It has five cabins and three bathrooms heads mm -hmm. they're cold on right. a boat right everyone oh, I, I still get it i mean like i know it's called a head and i know it's called a galley not a kitchen i know it's a, a salon or a saloon whatever you want to call it i get trouble for that but i'll say stuff all the time and they'll be like it's a it's a toy it's a head not a toilet or i'm like come on guys it's just right a, it's, well it no that's true <laughs> i know but... in the boat world you have to speak the proper boat lingo yeah, but, and terminology. Know, i mean yes but if you mess up again you don't have to anyway <laughs> it's fine but okay so growing up on um so i think a lot of the viewers and listeners and stuff like that um maybe have kids or or are thinking about having kids and they want they maybe want to do the cruising lifestyle and live in a live in a board and maybe they're not sure they can do it with kids well so how was it for you guys yes, growing up on something a boat? that was really good is we were homeschooled part of our lives and it, but we were actually pretty big when we started living on a boat. We were 15. 15? Yes. Okay. Well, so it's not really that we I grew mean, up on the boat. But for me, I mean, that would be the age that I would be most concerned with for having kids on a boat. Actually, we were older than that. Oh, were you? Yes, 16. 16? Yes. But I mean, like, I've always thought that, okay, you have five-year-olds, eight-year-old, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, that's okay because, especially if you have brothers and sisters, they all play together. But mm -hmm. once you become a teenager, you know, you're interested in boys or girls or whatever, and you have your social life and all that. So as it's moving, moving on, leaving all that behind and moving on to a boat at 16, what was that like? Something that helped a lot is having projects. That's something good that our dad did is he taught us how to do things on the boat. 
we see other people with their kids on boats that don't teach the children how to do bright work, how to sand the wood and help help with the I think things. that's calling putting them to work. Uh, I mean, For us, them it do... was fun. Okay. Like, uh, oh, wow, we were restoring, making a little pe- uh, a piece of wood that didn't look that good bringing it back to life and just knowing how to do that gave us a sense of accomplishment at that age learning different things that you normally don't uh, if you live in a house right well where were you in when you were 16 on the boat what what country in the u.s in the u.s okay Mm -hmm. in florida okay so but so were you able to i mean did you i mean were you in one spot in florida or were you all moving around on the boat um well we didn't move that much we were mainly in a couple of spots. We sailed from Houston to Louisiana. We spent some time in Louisiana, and then we stayed in Florida. Okay. And then well, we got another boat th- which we restored. Yes, we oh. rebuilt. Helped our dad rebuild a boat after Hurricane Katrina. What kind of what kind of boat was it? That was a an island trader, a motor sailor, okay. forty six. Okay. And that was a very big project. It took five years. Wow. But we learned a were you, lot. Were you living aboard at the time while you were doing it? Um, no. Part no. of the time. Part of the not time. Not full time, yes. Okay. Yes. And, and so were you able to have, like, uh, I mean, social life with friends outside the sure. boat? And all that? Okay. Sure, yeah. yes. Uh, about this, well, it's not like another world. Right. <laughs> Everyone envious, like, was envious of our our lifestyle so it's like a, flo- it's a floating condo right and that's yeah. what it was like for us a yeah. floating condo and then uh, then dad got this one our most recent one and we uh, he bought it in st martin okay so we helped him sail it, it uh, stopped on the bvis and then st thomas spent a couple of months in st thomas nice what were so where's your where's like your favorite place that you've been on a boat where, where have you most enjoyed spending time well the latest our latest uh, most favorite place for me is was curacao 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 yes, yes. okay that's uh, now that's just north of venezuela right or is that yes, yes that's uh, the abc islands right. aruba bonaire and curacao which is below the hurricane belt so right. it's pretty nice you don't have to so, worry so about that hurricanes. was pretty cool when was we went that? there to get away from hurricane right. maria oh really which hit okay, so puerto rico really bad so, so we were there we sailed south two days before the hurricane hit wow here. and uh-huh. so how, how much time how much time did you spend there Two months, two about months. two months. So a, a lot of the area there, I mean, because it, uh, that area, that I mean, I know the ABCs are, are different, but like, you know, Venezuela, you know, you, you really shouldn't. It, there's a lot of piracy and stuff there. Oh yes. So was there concerns around sailing around Curacao or any of that? Uh, no, Curacao is really safe, but you, we were uh, aware of not getting too close to Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Um, Curacao is a Dutch community and uh, it's very nice because there are people from all the uh, 29 different countries so their food variety is really nice and something interesting is uh, just seeing them able to live with uh, each other in harmony they're they're all happy they get along we didn't notice any racism Mm -hmm. Uh, and with uh, so many different nationalities together that was pretty cool yeah well i guess when you're on a small island like that you kind of learn you got to learn how to get to long get along i mean obviously they've had problems in the past you know mm-hmm. but but uh uh you got to learn how to 
<laughs> how to how to get along on a small island like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the fresh nice. fruit and vegetables come from Venezuela. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, they have a nice big assortment of chocolates. In the you supermarket, the there's a whole aisle, a whole aisle oh, for oh, chocolates. Yes, yeah, so you guys got excited about that. That's huh? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, any future plans on sailing anywhere? Or are you going anywhere? Right now, with the COVID situation, we have put all our plans on hold yeah. since many of the places are closed still. So, so we're just waiting for now. Mm -hmm. Keeping busy meanwhile with our nonprofit. Right. So and maintaining the boat. Oh well, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's always it's a boat, right? I mean, there's always going to be work needs to be done on the boat. Uh, that's just the way it is. It, if it if you're not wor if you're not fixing it, then it's sunk because you know it, yeah. But so. Where, uh, so, you know, you guys have, you've been doing the tea. Well, okay, we need to talk about the twin stuff first. So how, I mean, you know, that's got to get a lot of attention being identical. And then I, sometimes I've seen y'all dress separately, but sometimes, you know, you do dress alike. And I think, I mean, are you, what is it like being a, tw I mean, I've, how, what is it like? It's, it's fun. Um, they never dressed us alike when we were little. So now we enjoy dressing alike. Mm -hmm. And it's an icebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> we go into places and people talk to us. We, we're we best friends. Mm -hmm. yeah. We also have our problems sometimes, sure. but we, we're best friends. Okay. Mm -hmm. So who does and the show? Do y'all go shopping together and pick out the, the clothes? We do. Yes. For the most part, or if I'm by myself and I find something I like, I make sure to get two of it. <laughs> which is not we always get easy. Two. Okay, you always get two. It's not yes. always easy finding two identical things of the same oh, size. Oh, right, yeah. And so. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that cool. that's kind of, you know, down here in Puerto Rico, uh, you can get pretty much anything you need that you would be able to get in the mainland of the States, but it's just a little bit harder. But even in the U.S., yeah. like uh, you go to a... To a the clothing part. store, and there's things uh, different sizes, but to find two the same size, mm. it's not always as easy as you yeah. would think. <laughs> so, it, how does that work? If somebody starts, uh, well, I guess if y'all go to the gym together and stuff like that. I mean, what if somebody starts working out, really gets really buffed? Does the other one go, ah, oh, crap? Now I have to do it. <laughs> or if someone, what if somebody eats a little too much? I mean, yes, I notice. <laughs> Usually, I gain weight easier than Sylvie does. <laughs> She's always telling me to eat more. Okay. <laughs> so, to we do try to stay the same. Okay. So, well, if, if, okay. All right. So, so you, you encourage her to eat more. Okay. That's yes. good. Well, siblings are. And if we're apart for a while, like I was in Florida for a few months and she stayed here, and we started looking different because oh, really? we were eating different. Ah. So, I would call her and tell her what I was eating so she could... Really, so you, you, you could tell that you were starting to look different. People yes. were able to tell us apart. Then wow. when I came back, they thought we were just sisters. Yeah. I think we were oh, twins. Oh, really? And now everyone thinks well, I mean, we're the same person. Well, I mean, I've known you guys. Well, I haven't. I've, I guess we first met a couple of weeks ago or something, but uh, really only recently spent any time talking about her. I'm, I'm maybe just, I, I, I can't. There's a few small differences, but I can't quite tell them yet. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I guess if... Uh, I guess if it's kind of like, like with my dogs, um, not, not, but like they were like, how do you tell them apart? I'm like, well, I, I can tell them easily apart. There's all these little differences. Mm -hmm. And so, but, but, I, but I spend my whole life with them. Whereas I guess, you know, with family and, you know, loved ones, stuff like that. Yeah. There's always going to be little things that you can tell a difference on. Yes. People closer to us can tell us apart. Ah. After a while, uh, even though once in a while, my dad will still mix us up. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> yes actually yes. that happens. Maybe once a week. I mean, 
I mean, is it when he just walks into a room and I mean, he's like, hey, Sally, and you're like, I'm Sylvie? Or, yes. or is it where if he's sitting there talking to you, having a conversation, then he's like, oh, wait a minute, you're not who I thought I was? Uh, well, actually, both happen, okay. but the first one happens more often. Okay. Now, over the phone, he'll never get us mixed up. Oh, really? Yes. Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess I, I, I haven't. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to listen maybe a little more careful to see if there's a difference there. Yeah, there he can feel who we are more mm-hmm. than looking at us. So. Yeah. But it's funny. Sometimes he'll be talking to us, and then all of a sudden he'll stop. Oh, wait, I thought you were Sally. All uh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so... We have fun. So your dad's doing that. So what is it like? Because we kind of talked about it the other day, because I'd be interested in it. Like, the dating life and all that. How Being a twin, I mean, is it... How does that... I mean, is it intimidating for guys? I mean, or is it... Uh, Maybe cool. I think they see the cool factor more than okay. seeing it as intimidating. Now, for twins, every identical twin's dream, I think it is to find to find identical twins. <laughs> have you have you done that? Have you, I we, did... we haven't. Okay. There's a twin festival in Ohio. Okay. But they canceled it for coronavirus. Uh, we were going to go this year. Okay. So, so uh, you guys, uh, identical twins, you can find them uh, on their Twitter and Instagram and all that. If, you, if you're identical twins, send them a message. Maybe it'll. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. It's better if you sign up for our YouTube and then at the end of our video, so you, uh, there's our WhatsApp phone number and you can send us a message there. Yeah. So, what is that? So, you do your PSAs and you've got. A WhatsApp that you send out. You said thousands or millions or what's going on with that? Mm, millions of people get that through television. And the WhatsApp number is actually for receiving our daily reflections. Okay. We write a short daily reflection every day and send it out via email, WhatsApp, and Twitter, uh, Facebook. And the videos come out in what about Th- 34 countries? Wow! Over 40 television channels. How do you distribute all that? Um, like, how does it? How does your television stuff get distributed? I think you made, you talked to you told me just a little bit up the other day, but we talk to we with the TV stations either on the phone or. By email. by email, contact and them and then send them samples and. So you have like, mm-hmm. you know, 30 or 40 individual stations that you talk to, or is right. it? Oh wow, right. that's got to be a lot of work. Yes, and actually we are uh, we have been contacting Brazil lately. So every day, well, this week, this past few weeks, or actually since coronavirus, we have been contacting different television stations and uh, increasing our viewing. Well, yeah. Everything we film, we film in English, Spanish, and now we're starting to film it, film them in Portuguese as well. Yeah. I, well, Portuguese. I mean, I, so Spanish and Portuguese are somewhat similar, right? It's not. It's if you know Spanish or you know Portuguese, it's kind of easy to learn the other one, right? Oh yes, yes. Okay. If you know Spanish, you have a big advantage. Right. Well, so I mean, have you ever thought about going down to? Brazil and being celebrities down there or anything like that? I don't know. I mean, we well, I mean you kind of Brazil. are. But, I mean, we well, lived there for a while. Yeah. But we're not looking to be celebrities. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. But we do. Our main purpose for those reflections is just to share something positive. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, a positive message. There's so much negativity in the world. Right. So, and some hope. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that is the problem with, like, social media in general um, is that... Uh, 
when people share something on Instagram or whatever, they put, there's filters and they're only show they're, they took 10 pictures to get the one that's good. And then they didn't show that they stubbed their toe the minute before, you know? And so you're only, you see stuff on Instagram or YouTube even, you're like, oh man, they're living the perfect life. And as you kind of look down on your own life and you're like, Wait, you, no, you're just seeing what's that one, that one moment of that one day. And it might've even been rehearsed or something. You know what I mean? Right. So I think people, I mean, don't get me wrong, social media is my life, you know, basically. But, uh, I mean, I, there are downsides to it. It's so good to be real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's why, I, you know, my show, I don't, like, there's nothing scripted or anything. I mean, like, I'll have a general idea of what I want to do that day. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not like, okay, now you say this or do that. So, mm-hmm. that's kind of the way I like to do it. I think it comes across. Uh, and speaking cool. about yes. favorite places, going uh, back to that, Brazil is beautiful. <laughs> like, if you've never been there and you have an opportunity yeah, to go. I have been. What, what's uh, what's some of your favorite we places there? fell in love with Brazil, with the Brazilians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the latest we went to was about two years ago. We were in Sao Paulo. And it's so clean, so modern. Mm-hmm. We were surprised. I went, it was a very nice experience. I've been there twice, um, once for work. Well, both times for work, but we kind of, it, it was during um, Carnival. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, why don't we stay an extra like four or five days to do Carnival? And that was pretty cool. We were in Rio de, Rio de Janeiro for that. Mm-hmm. So the beaches there were just beautiful. There was, there was a lot of fun. The people were great. The people are amazing, aren't they? Yeah, I, I mean, there can be some crime there right we need to be careful like in every mm. big city yeah so uh, it, it is kind of sad when you, you're driving like driving from the airport in rio to you know downtown rio and you see the favelas there and it's just you see a lot of poverty yeah that's for sure yeah. i mean it's just contrast yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's amazing i mean like it's like a you know square i don't know i don't know how many square miles of just you know, yes. corrugated jacks, you yes. know, mm-hmm. so. That's a little shocking. Yeah. But uh, something that impressed us was uh, to see how happy people were. Mm-hmm. And we met people that, uh, all kinds of people from upper class uh, to lower class. And uh, they are happy with what they have. Yeah. They're grateful. Uh, yeah. We have a lot to learn from them. Well, sure. I mean, I, I think that's, uh, you know, money, money doesn't, buy you happiness i mean i'm sure it helps but uh, and they love dancing yeah yeah <laughs> it's i mean it's it's the way it is i mean a lot of uh as long as you know you have your basic needs met you know food and and you know friendship and stuff like that i mean mm-hmm. and water clean water food and you know power or something like that i mean as long as you have a good outlook you I mean there, you know you don't need more than that as long as you have a pot i mean some of the happiest people i've ever met have been the poorest you know yes, and sometimes true. people that are struggling to make ends meet don't have time to give in to depression right so that's well, kind of a problem yeah I, that's that's one of my theories is why there's so much strife in today's uh society is that you know even if you you know, even if you uh, said, you know what, I'm not going to work, I'm not going to do anything, you're, somebody's going to give you food and water and take care of you. You know what I mean? Then, mm-hmm. You know, you're going to get on welfare or something like that. So there's no, whereas like a couple hundred years ago, I mean, it was like a struggle just every day to survive for mm-hmm. most people, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you didn't have time to think about depression or I, sh- I should be happy or I deserve this or something like that. Whereas now people are like, they sit in there, they get in their echo chamber on their phone. Too much idle time. Yeah. Yeah. And they sit there and they watch the Facebook feed and then everybody's in their own like echo chamber, you know I mean? So like, you know, if, if Facebook sees that you like this post and it's political or something like that, and it's, and it, and it, and it, and it, Facebook knows how much time you have, you 
sit there on that post, then it's going to do more posts like that and it, that reinforce that same view instead of giving you the opposite view and letting you compare and contrast. And so it's just a, that's why it's we're so divided today, I think, mm-hmm. in society, unfortunately. So that's true. Yes. I don't know. It, And people see, like you said, like they see everything like perfect, and then they compare it with their own lives, right. and then they feel unhappy. Right, because they're like, "Well, why don't I have that?" Or, or whatever, you know. Uh, although, I, and people, I hear people say, or not hear, but you know, see people, you know, write something on uh, Facebook, something like, I, "I deserve this," or "I deserve to have a good relationship," or a boyfriend or girlfriend, mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm like, do you? I mean. Did you actually do something to deserve that, or are you just saying that? You know, so, mm-hmm. so like you guys get out there and be a positive uh, influence and uh, inspiration to people doing all that. So. Well, we encourage a lot. Uh, we do encourage young people and everyone to do volunteer work mm-hmm. because uh, just going to like to the DR and places where it, life is harder in general than it is in the U.S. Helps us be more grateful, and just seeing that an image is worth a, th- a thousand words. Right. We spent three months in the Dominican Republic, and we helped an orphanage that has fifteen hundred people, and just seeing those dear people—it's mm. uh, heartbreaking. Yeah. Like so, it's really touching. There's sure. nothing. Well, and it puts kids. and it puts into perspective just how good you actually have it when you get to yes, go help yes. other people and experience mm-hmm. that. You're like, oh man, it's like I should never complain about anything, right. no matter how bad I think I have it. Exactly. No matter if the relationship is on the rocks or right, anything. Right. Right. Yes, I've got it pretty good. Relative. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when you guys, so you went down to Curacao, uh, right? For Hurricane Maria, but to get away from Hurricane Maria, and you stayed down there for a couple months. I mean, I guess there was no reason. It would have been actually a detriment for Puerto Rico if you came back at that point, because then you just would have been. Uh, actually, what we did while we were gone is we coordinated in Florida. Our sister there and brother and friends filled up six forty-foot containers, mm-hmm. and since Puerto Rico was without communication, the phone lines weren't right. working. So had we been here, we couldn't have been able to make that happen. So we stayed in Curacao long enough to coordinate everything to get the boat to transport the stuff, and then as soon as the boat left there. And when we knew it was going to arrive, it's when we sailed back to receive to be here when the boat okay, arrived. So you were you were there when it arrived. And then yes. yes, we went house to house. We distributed the stuff in person. Yeah. Was it? How was it? Was it difficult? I mean, because you know the bureaucracy. Puerto Rico it doesn't have the most efficient bureaucracy. Um, uh-huh. So yes, how, uh, how hard was it getting that stuff into the country? Well, we heard that a lot of containers were getting stuck in San Juan in the capital. Uh, so we got the boat that was bringing our containers to come to the west coast of the island to a smaller port, mm-hmm. and we did need some permits from the Senate, but uh, we got them through some friends, through connections. Yes, and uh, it everything went smooth for us, which okay. was we got a lot of very helpful people, like just in the port itself. All the guards, security guards, helped us unload. Mm-hmm. The director let us use the lobby to prepare the bags. That's nice. Everyone did what they could. It was a team effort. So what was it like? I mean, I mean, just 
the, the island and the people and all that, like after Maria. I mean, it was no power from on most of the island, right? And no electric, no right. no watering. How, no water, no like, power. The trees were without leaves. Uh-huh. It looked like as a, they had been burnt. They mm-hmm. were all black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the black. storm had ho- hovered over, hovered, yeah, hovered. over the island for so long that it uh, literally burnt all the trees. Mm-hmm. It looked like a war zone. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, to get up to some houses, it was challenging because there were fallen trees also. Mm-hmm. So they had to clear the way. And we, we went to some areas up on the mountains where the water had gotten up to the top of the roof. Uh, you could see the line. When we went there, it had already gone down, but we could see the water line on the top. Wow. There was, and they hadn't seen anyone with help until we arrived there. So wow, really? And that was months later? People were very thankful. Uh, yes. Two months later. Two wow. months later. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. yes. I mean, are there still any, are there any lasting effects? I mean, is there stuff that still hasn't been done in Puerto Rico? They say there is. We don't see it now. Like, okay. if overall, we drive around and overall, everything looks better than it was before. Okay. They've replaced the electric grid. In many ways, the island is better. Okay. Well, good. Good. Well, we need the electric grid down in Texas right now. I, I, so my parents I live in Dallas. And they haven't had power maybe just maybe about half the time. And they're, I mean, and they have two 97-year-olds living with them and all that. And oh, it's wow. 10 degrees. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. So even 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 uh, um, the, the mainland states can have power problems. Yes. Yeah, so. We were in Florida for Hurricane Michael. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then we helped after that, all too. Right. So, But how are your parents coping? Uh, they're good. Um, they're doing all right now. I think it's starting to warm up and the power is maybe being turned on a little more often now. Um, uh, they both, my dad is 80 years old. He fell and hurt himself pretty bad. Uh, I mean, just superficial. Thankfully nothing broke, but I mean, he could have easily, you know, broken something. He had a, he had a, he's a big old black eye now and everything. So my mom fell once and my, my grandmother and her husband are both 97 years old or 98. Wow. And so they, uh, but, but they're doing all right. They just put a bunch of blankets on and uh, like, uh, so they got uh, blankets and put them around the living room to close off all the entries into other rooms and they have a fireplace in there. So they've been kind of camping out. So, mm-hmm. and then uh, Goose, viewers be known, Goose, uh, Goose had pancreatitis, um, which, and a big dog like that can often be, be fatal, but he's recovering. So that's good. I was actually almost uh, gonna, well, I'm glad I did now. I mean, it was been hard getting there anyway, but I was almost going to fly back to Dallas this week to take care of Goose. So, oh, wow. so if y'all ever have any pets or anything on uh, on the boats? That's no, we, we haven't had. Boat. You know, one of the main reasons why not? Why is that? <laughs> because there's so much hair already. Mm. It goes right. into the build. Yeah, yeah. You guys, <laughs> yeah. I, actually, my dad said we have enough hair on this boat. <laughs> well, the, the, the kids, ne- the kids next to us. We just saw it. Um, the boat next to me. They have a chicken, and it's and it's a one-legged chicken. I mean, how do, how do you have a? I don't know how you have a chicken on a boat. Expe- I mean, they rescued the chicken. They found him when he was a little chick. And had they already? And a eaten? dog had. Oh, okay. I was gonna. Say, I thought they him. they eat, you know they got hungry one day and cut a leg off. And, uh-huh. No, jump stick. No, okay. That was a joke. They didn't. They didn't need this. <laughs> but so a dog had gotten the chick, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now they adopted him. Oh, is that a him or a she? 
Him, Oreo. <laughs> Oreo. They named it is Oreo. It Oreo. Is he gonna be? Is he gonna become like a big old rooster? How old is the thing? About three months. Old. Okay, so is he gonna become a big old rooster then? Yeah, I don't know what they like. When do they become an adult? I don't know. I don't know chickens. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I have some friends that raise chickens. They would know, but they have they have hens. So I don't. I don't, I don't think they have a rooster. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, how about but you? Any pets? Oh yes, other than the two dogs. Well, yeah. No, no, no. I'm. I. Uh, I. Just Maverick and Goose, and that talk about do- hair. I mean, so, but okay. Even though they're labradoodles, they uh, are half lab, and so they still shed quite a bit. And that that I mean, I don't know. Having you two and them, man, it'd just be a fur ball everywhere out here. I think it'd just be you know, dust 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 balls or uh, what do they call those tumbleweeds of hair going through the thing. I don't know. It can be a problem. Yeah. yeah. Does it get ever get? I mean, like, cause problems like in the bilge, like it clogging hasn't stuff up. It clogged the bilge pumps. Okay. And that has been a, a a worry. It was at the beginning. Okay. I think Dad worried a little bit about it, but uh, it has. Well, we keep the boat pretty clean yeah. every day. We try to pick up all the hair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing that uh, you have to do on a boat. Is I mean keep things clean and organized because uh, it's such a small space that there's a place for everything and everything should be in its place right well i'm still having a i'm still having an issue with this boat because i haven't so i've got my one room that's it's actually a pretty small cabin but that's kind of my junk room at the moment because i don't know where to put all that stuff like i've got i've got a i've got to find storage places that i can put it so i can open that cabin back up but yeah i mean that's why because I, I used to not be very clean or organized and living on a boat you kind of have you to. have to yes you go sailing and anything that you leave oh, yeah. loose will go flying yeah so. yeah how often every you, year what's that well every year we have to do spring cleaning because the areas where we don't reach often mm. get moldy mildewy yeah. with the humidity yeah so that's we've been doing well, that lately yeah and and that's the thing also is that i'll go through every now and again and if i haven't used something in six months i throw it away mm-hmm. i mean it's just you know there's no reason to keep it because it just taking up space mm-hmm. and i don't know it's, it's kind of liberating though I mean like everything I own is on this boat mm-hmm. whereas like you know somebody's lived in a house for 30 years uh, gosh they're going to have so much stuff if they ever tried to move oh, that would yes. be a nightmare when we left our house we had two of the biggest storage units mm-hmm. full and we were so happy when we finally got rid of all this stuff <laughs> so is that is but that it? you is... wouldn't imagine how much clothes we we have yeah <laughs> so just now we had to uh, wash everything because stuff that we haven't worn in more than six months, like mm-hmm. you said, get some musty smell, right? So, so. What, what do you guys do? I mean, because the closets, uh, the hanging lockers, sorry, um, uh, I mean, on in boats are pretty small, especially like four and five cabin boats. So where do you put all your clothes and stuff? Well, this boat has a lot of storage area. Okay. So we do keep our clothes in boxes, plastic boxes. in plastic boxes, and that helps keep the keep them protected from the hum- humidity. Mm-hmm. So um, we've tried different things. We used to buy these oversized ziplocs, thick three mil ziplocs. Yeah. And but it wasn't very practical. Like to find something, it wasn't very easy. Now we've started inventorying everything. Oh, really? That's the best way. Our tools. So you have like a, you have a, like a list? Tools, and you have, all like, digital. And you know where so it is. So we can search for, oh, for okay, something. Okay, really? By lockers. Yeah. The tool locker, the equipment locker, the, uh, even our clothes. 
Well, that's a great idea. I would love. I just gosh, that's got to take a long time to do. The just pantry, to, yes. really, even yes. the pantry. The food, yes. the because food. we have to make sure to rotate the yeah, stuff, yeah. right? So. Yeah, wow. That's y'all are very, y'all are way more organized than I am. So, what I, I, a lot of people have uh, seen people use those um, like um, they're the uh, the bags, like vacuum seal bags, like you know, yes. um, I don't know. There's vacuum bags. Have you ever have you tried using one of those or anything? We no. haven't. No, just Ziplocs no, and Ziplocs, desiccants, humidity strips. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the humidity. Yeah, that's uh, it can get because a lot of people don't realize. Like you know, you leave a boat for a while, and if you don't leave the air conditioner on, I mean, it, it it'll get moldy and mildew in there real fast, like yes. within days. That's yes. right. And, so, and any equipment you have, the heat will yeah will damage. So you have to be have take extra measures. Yeah, whenever I leave uh, any of my boats, um, if like if I'm leaving it at a dock or something, I'm gonna be gone for a, a while. I'll I'll uh. I'll uh, turn the air conditioner on to like 80 or something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. so that it, at least it keeps it from it kind of keeps it a consistent temperature because it can get bad. Yes. Like my old boat, uh, Naughty Dogs, uh, you know, I it, I did not have power, and so it sat for about two and a half months. So somebody's bought that now, and they're they're living on it. My old boat because it was kind of it was damaged in a storm, mm-hmm. um, and uh, but I had left it for two and a half months, you know, with no power or anything, and mm-hmm. so yeah, it oh, was wow. it was getting pretty. Mm-hmm. M- musty in there you know yes. so and if you can have someone to watch it for you while you're gone it's always a good idea yeah we've seen a couple of boats sink oh really here in, just, in here in ponce in ponce one in one in florida mm-hmm. and the one here was just because a valve yeah. failed right or a hose came off from, yeah from a valve yeah from an open valve so it's always good to have someone check on it yeah and well i mean something like that can sink a boat in minutes too mm-hmm. i mean so it, it's you know even if you got bilge pumps you know i mean oh, it, yes. it may not be able yes. to keep up with it so yes we have replaced all our valves all our hose clamps we double up on the hose clamps yeah so who does the maintenance on the boat then we do yeah i'm the yeah. mechanic she's the electrician aboard our boat okay so so you i so you guys i mean so you can actually have, work on an engine and get it going I have rebuilt two engines. Okay. Uh, the oh, one on our other boat, I took down to the bare block. Really? Completely. Wow. Yes. What kind of motor was that? It was a Ford Lehman. Yeah. One twenties. Really? That's the same. I had a one thirty five in my old boat, so that's pretty. Well, that's a good. But that's an easy boat, an easy engine to work. I'm not saying it's. It was a nice project. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Of course, my dad oversees everything because sure. he <laughs> he knows so much more than I do. But now I understand how engines work, and I don't feel intimidated. Mm-hmm. Like I do the maintenance on our uh, oil changes and everything. And so electrical. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, I'm putting I'm putting I want to put solar panels in. You want to yes, job? Yes, she put <laughs> the solar panels. She did all the. Oh really? When we got uh, the re- boat, yes, it had uh, just very few halogen lights. Mm-hmm. So I replaced them for LEDs and. Mm-hmm. The, Added, added 20 20 more lights okay and uh, 110 bolt outlets also because yeah. our boat was rigged for 220. oh uh, really mm-hmm. yeah so well she, i guess it was a european boat transformed then. It, yeah. yeah oh you say you bought it in st martin st martin okay i was thinking yeah that's right you said that okay so mm-hmm. yeah and that's french place obviously so i don't know do they have 220 power there either in 110 are they yes uh, actually both right french side oh really that's 220 and the dutch side Okay. I think it's one thing. 
I'm not sure. Okay. I can't remember anymore. Yeah. But for sure, 220. Well, so so there, I think, well, they were open for a little while, but I think they closed down again for COVID. I don't know. Oh, yes. Uh, they closed yes, again? Yes, they did. And then Puerto Rico is, well, still open for Americans, but uh, you got to get a test mm-hmm. before you come, which mm-hmm. I think is all right. So, mm-hmm. and they have a pretty, actually, if you, you know, if you include all 50 states and then add the territories, like Puerto Rico is like the third lowest. Uh, incidents of COVID down here, like per capita, because they locked down hard for a while in the beginning, and then they just did again, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Just make sure to wear your mask if you're downtown. Yeah. The fines are pretty steep. Yeah. So I went for a run today. And I mean, I keep my mask with me, but I'm, I'm going for a run, you know, and I'm staying away from everybody. And like this, so this morning, but I, I see a cop sitting there, he's looking at me. And I'm like, I'm like 30 feet away from anybody and I'm running. I mean, so well, we get to, what they we just we wear it like if we're working out, we yeah. just wear it above, below, or or just just below our mouth, yeah. so that we can put it up if someone gets closer to yeah, us. Yeah. Because uh, yes, they it's up to five thousand dollar fine. Yeah. Really? And up to six how, how months how, in jail. How much? Five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollar fine. That's downtown. That's downtown. So like what? But any public place, you, they could fine you if you're not wearing a mask. Is it? I mean, like, if you're around people, or what if you're, like, in a park and there's nobody within 50 feet of you? Anywhere. Anywhere, really? Anywhere. You just have to wear it. If someone can see you, they think you have to wear it because we felt, we thought the same as you. We thought that we're just walking, we're far away from everyone, and we got a couple of warnings. Really? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's... uh... Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know... At least for now. Yeah, at least for now. I mean, that's kind of uh, the way I look at it is... Uh, I mean, I've had COVID, so, like, I mean, I'm immune to it now, so I'm not really worried about it, and that means I can't give it to anybody anymore right now, so... Good to know. Yeah, yeah, I had COVID back in December, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I was sick for, like, two days. Uh, and then mm-hmm. my parents actually had it. Uh, both my parents had it, and my grandmother had it. And my dad and my grandma had zero symptoms. Um, my mom was sick for three or four days and I was sick for a couple of days. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I mean, it I hits everybody differently though. We're still trying to not be around too many people. Yeah. Well, in case, because yeah. you never know it didn't hit you hard, but yeah, yeah. some people we know it did hit yeah. very hard. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you, you can never tell me. Like, I have a friend. Yeah. He was sick for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then I have other friends that like didn't even know they had it. They right. got it and like, oh, okay. So it's a weird thing. Hopefully uh, with all the uh, vaccines coming out, I don't know. I hope they, um, one thing I'm hoping they do is, is figure something out. I mean, like, not like a passport, but like a identification card, you know what I mean? That like, you can show, Hey, I've been vaccinated, you know, or I've had it and recovered. Yes. You know, actually just the fact that you've had it doesn't necessarily mean you can't get it again. We have a friend in Florida that got it at the very beginning of COVID, pretty bad. And now about four weeks ago, he got it again. So there are, yes, it is possible. Um, like for everything I've read, I mean, you're always gonna hear anecdotal evidence evidence of, or incidents. Okay, cause it's only, like the vaccine is only 95% effective, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe in five, I mean, so 95% of people won't get it again, but 5% will. And so you're gonna hear about, out of millions of people that got it, you're gonna hear about 50,000 people That's right. that got mm-hmm. it again. Like with everything. You know, yeah. so like, yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, so when the vaccine comes out uh, from the things I've heard now is that, or they are out now, but like, so those that have had it aren't gonna get 
both shots, they're just going to get one as a booster. Um, and, uh, and but also the the stuff I've read is that um, the people that got it in the beginning, you know, ninety five percent of them are still showing great antibodies now today uh, almost a year later pretty good statistics yeah so i think i mean i think with the with the people that have had it plus then um the vaccines and all that hopefully i'm hoping by the end of the summer you know will people be a little more relaxed Mm -hmm. i think when we hope so i think when uh when they ease the restrictions here, Puerto Rico, because they people like to party down there in Puerto Rico. I think <laughs> yes, they're going to go absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, they do know how to have fun here. <laughs> any any occasion to party? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you have you run into any other uh, uh, identical twins down here? We met a couple, really but that were identical, but didn't really look that that much alike. What is uh, statistics wise, like how off, how common is mm, it? That's a good I question. Think, uh, I read one out of every thirteen uh, bird. The, uh, what was it? Actually, I, I can't. Okay, say. it's got to be pretty <laughs> rare, though. <laughs> no, it's got to be pretty rare, though. I mean, uh, yes. I mean, I, I, identical thirteen birds. Identical twins are more rare than yeah. fraternal twins. Yeah. I mean, I have I have my cousins that are fraternal twins, but they're not identical. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, we have known different. a lot of fraternal twins, yeah. but yeah. not many identical. Yeah. So, I mean, have you ever had any strange reactions from people seeing you the first time? They're like, "Wait, what is it? What is this?" You're, I mean, play jokes on people on a daily basis, pretty much. Yeah, really. Okay. People think, well, the, sometimes they get freaked out. They see one, and then the other one arrives, and what? What happened here? Am I going crazy? Uh, well, no. I mean, the first time I saw you guys, I was walking off the dock or something, and y'all were walking by, and y'all were wearing your workout clothes, and I had like the same stuff, and I'm like. What, what is this? You know, it took me a second to like process what it was. So, yes. you're play, have any good uh, stories about jokes you played on people with that? Well, that you we can tell. We always had uh, the same classes in school okay. when we weren't being homeschooled. Uh, when we went to regular school, um, we wanted to have the same classes, and sometimes they wanted to separate us. Oh, really? But uh, we had to insist and they let us stay together, which was nice because uh, then we had we could share our homework <laughs> right <laughs> we could help each other with so homework. would one would one of you do like the math homework and one do the uh, English homework um kind of she was better with algebra than I was so okay. I would kind of look for her look to her for some answers and to explain to me some things that I didn't catch as easy as she did and for other areas I would get fat easier so we yeah, would share we complemented each other okay. really good I think we talked about it the other day but like you know they say some I think you said you guys did like Say like some identical twins or even fraternal twins will like have their own little language or something when they first start. When we were little, we had our own language. Yeah. My dad and my mom would sneak up on us and just listen because we would stop talking when they came closer. If we saw anyone else, we would stop talking. Mm -hmm. They said. Really. But they said we would have the longest conversations. Really. Yes. Mm -hmm. And no one could understand anything. Were you all speaking? Like English at that point or it another was language? It's a difference, something unique, something that to. No, but I'm saying, like, are y'all already speaking. Like, our mother tongue is Spanish. Okay. Since our mom is from Spain and we were born in Costa Rica. Okay. So we were speaking so Spanish. You were we already only Spanish spoke then. Spanish then. Okay. Our dad didn't speak English to us until we were older. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
and but they wrote down some phrases and then we look at them we looked at them and they don't resemble anything to Spanish mm. so we don't know how we could have known it okay <laughs> like uh, we had a room where we kept our toys where our parents kept our toys that had red carpet and we called it calco calica okay why would we call it that that i don't what, know what does that mean but is did it? you know that calico is a shade of red i did not know how that. did a toddler I thought it was a cat. know that no, i thought it was a cat calico, red. calico cat yeah. <laughs> okay so. i don't know i don't know it's a well i mean the, the brain is a strange thing you know mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 a weird organ how it works and Process wish, everything. Yes, that's right. We wish we remembered that yeah. language. Should have got, like got like a video. Should have got like a video of it and like uh, or audio recording of it. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. yes. All right. So, what are you guys uh, looking to do with your YouTube channel? Um, so you are you are doing like the devotional shorter stuff, um, and that's mostly on TV. Yes. Oh, well. This one we would like just uh, to share with more people for people to know about it, to share it with their friends and mm -hmm. family. And I mean, like, what, what kind of videos? Likes. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. But like, what kind of videos are you trying to make with that? Uh, like, like vlog style stuff or adventure or the channel we already have. Yeah, that one is going to continue being just the positive messages. Okay. But from now on, we're going to start also building a a different type of show, uh, which is our. We're going to start uh, recording our life. Right. So, somebody was saying, one of you does the Premiere Pro and somebody does the mm -hmm. Afterway. Who's doing what here? I do the editing. Okay. I studied television post-production. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she's our graphic designer. Okay. Well, I, hey, and I we could have... use you on uh, After Effects. Is I can do basic stuff, especially if it's got like a script that I can follow. Mm -hmm. But at, at After Effects can be quite difficult to do. And Man. our father's the producer. He's been yes. in film and television all, all our lives, okay. pretty much. All and right. Anita does sound. Okay. Yes. Well, so like... we have a good team. Yeah, I was gonna say you got your between the whole family. You got it covered there. I don't know. That's cool. So, you, so now you you said you have what? How many brothers and sisters do you have? Well, it was my dad raised four. Okay. But four of us. Uh, there's actually eight of us. My they split up when we were little, and my mom raised four, and my dad raised four. Okay. All right. When we were nine years old. Wow, that's a that's a big family though. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Just one set of twins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, yeah, I think it's well. I think don't, don't they say twins runs in families though? Do you have any extended family that has twins? Our grandmother was a twin. They say twins uh, go every two generations. Okay. So we can't have twins, but our kids could have twins. Well, I, well, I would don't say can't. You're gonna there go. are exceptions. But there yeah. are exceptions. Yes. No, I I, uh, I was home uh, a year ago or so, and I met a woman that um, she was pregnant at the time. Since since I followed her on Instagram, so I, whatever, she had four identical twins oh wow and she said there's only quadruplets like, yeah quadruplets but they're all identical wow and uh she said that that's there's a, i think I, I was like were you on like some kind of fertility thing she's like no it just happened and uh she said it's like well i think it's only one out of 64 known cases in the world wow and so you think about with seven plus billion people i mean the, that's pretty low odds mm -hmm. yeah but i mean it's pretty made but gosh wow. you can imagine having four of them all at once man that'd be a lot of work yes De definitely couldn't do that on a boat i don't know <laughs> it would be a little uh, 
creepy scene four. Yeah. One, two, three, four all dressed alike. Yeah, right. Sometimes well, we feel a little weird uh, when we dress alike. Nah, you gotta embrace it. Embrace the weirdness. You gotta no. But we do. Okay, good. We're grateful good. for it. All right. So how long are the podcasts? Uh we normally do about an hour. I mean, hey, we're we're about fifty minutes in right now, so uh, is there anything else you want to add or talk about or anything? You want to promote anything? Well, we would like to leave that question open for the future because we will be wanting to promote our future. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so YouTube. people can find you. So I'll link to your, uh, so down in the description in the video, there'll be a link to all your social media and your YouTube channel that you have and all that. And so we'll promote uh, promote that. So give them a follow and you can follow along with you guys in the future. That sounds good. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for coming and uh you know it's great talking with you and uh i'll hopefully see you on the water sometime soon all right and thank you for having us in your show sure no problem all right take care you too